And Shavuot. Yeah. Bokar Tov. You're studying Tehillim. We are on chapter... 45. 45. So this is an interesting chapter. First of all, the Mizmor is a difficult one. The words are very difficult. There's a lot that I don't know how to translate. Um, the topic of the Mizmor is a difficult one. It's hard to tell what exactly the topic is. The more academic circles, they say that this Mizmor is a song about... For, uh, no, the academic circles say it's for the king at the marriage to a princess from another land. Wow. So the king would often engage in you know, marriages with, with uh, foreign princesses yes, in order for, to, for for to establish yes, allegiances yes. and whatever, and alliances. So it says that's the very academic... And I, you could kind of see that. If you look at the psukim, you see that. And then you have the, the mainstream opinion, which is that it's talking about the Mashiach. But then, if you say that it's about the Mashiach, and, and it's not about, let's say, his marriage to a princess from another land, then all of the references to a princess, which come at the end of the Mizmor, which we're going to see, are metaphoric. But the princess could, could be Israel? Exactly. That's what you have to say. So it becomes very difficult to, to interpret, but we'll, we'll do our best. I, I don't know... that The problem with then making everything into a metaphor... And saying, okay, so it's Mashiach, and the princess is not a princess, it's Israel. And this is talking about the, the love between the Mashiach and between the people of Israel. You just, there, there's no like proof, you know, that's the only difficulty. Okay, so we'll look at it inside and we'll see uh, where, where we get. That's an interesting one. Yes. For the musician. Al Shoshanim. On Shoshanim is a type of instrument. Livne Korach, we've seen. We saw the multiple interpretations for Livne Korach, a couple of a thing. If you want to to know what Livne Korach is, you go back, what, three Mismorim? Yes. We give a long introduction to what it could be. Maskil, again, a contemplation. Shir Yedidot, a song of affection. So that's, by the way, the first... Hint Romance. that there's a romantic element to this means more. It's a shir yididot. It's a song of affection. Okay, bet. Now this is also an interesting thing about the mizmor. This is the first and the only mizmor in Tehillim, in which the author of the chapter of Tehillim gives his own introduction. Oh, like you'll see, rachash libi davar tov. My heart bounds with a good word. And I will now say, uh, I will address my works to the king. My tongue is a pen of a swift writer, of a swift author. That's the first and only introduction by the author to his own words. It's an interesting thing. Where do we see an introduction to to, to someone's words in song? When you talk for somebody else, not for yourself. No, no, we see it in the Torah. In, oh. in one of the shiraz in the Torah. In, uh, in Shirat Ha'azinah. Yes. Right? Ha'azinah uh, ba'adabera. Listen to the heavens and I will speak. Yarov Let my, uh, my words or my, my lessons fall like rain. imrati. Let it fall like, uh, like rain, my, my sayings. So that's a very similar. But there also is talking about the future. Yeah. You, could that be proof that this is talking about the future, you're saying? Hmm. 
is making is he's telling about the vision that he sees the future i don't know i don't I, okay but just because he gives an introduction i don't know if it means, means uh here's an interesting note the shoshanim Yes. Maybe a six-string instrument because Shoshanim has the word shesh in it. That's an interesting one. Uh, so you need to have six fingers, not five. <laughs> that song was written the praise of King Solomon or possibly the Messianic king. See here, here's an introduction. It contains advice and good wishes for a bride and a groom. Some commentators suggest that the song was written in praise of King Solomon or possibly for a messianic king. By way of introduction, the psalmist declares his noble intentions and his hope that his work will be of excellent quality. Okay, fine, we saw that. All right, so it's very interesting. Okay, let's begin. Yeah. Now he begins his address to the king. So let's say we go with the academic thing, which again, there's no problem with the academic interpretation. Sure. It's not like, they're not saying anything bad. But let's say this was a song in celebration of the king's marriage. Then you begin with words of how much, how beloved the king is. Right? Yes. You are more beautiful than all men, or you are more handsome than all men. And grace flows from your lips. Thus God has blessed you forever. Wow. It's praise of the king. Yes. There's a song that was made after, out of this pasuk. It's an Ashkenazi song. Uh, but they use it because according to the interpretations it's about the Mashiach so it's a song about the Mashiach Chagor Harbecha Al Yarech Gibor Hodecha Vahadarecha now the king is going to be famous for his military might sure. you know that's no what doubt. That's he his, has to be the best his, his splendor is his ability yes. to fight in war Correct. so gird your sword on your thigh you strong one Hodecha Vahadarecha your majesty and your glory Interesting point that Radak points out. Sometimes it says Chagor Charbecha Al Mutnecha. Yes. And sometimes it says Chagor Charbecha Al Yarecha. So what's the Al Yarech? Okay, so what's the difference? So the Radak points out that the Yarech is the thigh. So you keep this word on your thigh. And the thigh. Or the the Mutnaim is higher up. You keep the sword higher up. So the people that they use like a like a longer sword will put it on their mutnaim but some people with a shorter sword they just keep it on their thigh they don't they keep it lower on the on the thing and he brings proof that in the book of Shofetim Ehud ben Gera one of like the first uh, uh, Shofetim he actually kept it on his thigh like it's describing here so that's an interesting thing and we know in that case it was more of like a dagger yeah it's you know? smaller because it, was a smaller it doesn't fit how can it walk <laughs> right exactly exactly so it's an interesting distinction chagor charbecha al yarech okay pasuk hey ba'adarecha tzelah very difficult pasuk coming ba'adarecha tzelah rechav al devar emet ve'anvat tzedek ve'torecha noraot yeminecha what does that mean ride tzelah rechav so tselach may come from the word to succeed, right? But the problem is it's next to the word rechav. Rechav would be to ride, yes, right? Correct. So they, the, the commentary says tselach probably here means proceed it's and prospect, ride. Prosper, that means prosperity, prosperity. Right, it could mean that. Yeah. If you want to be more, more uh, exact with the context of the pasuk, it could mean like, Proceed and ride Because okay. like uh, When you proceed you forward advance, It's advance Advancing. Advance and ride Al devar emet 
So your splendor is that you ride forth. And what do you ride forth on? You ride forth on the word of the truth and on, on humility, ve'anava, and vatsedek. So ve'an vatsedek could be split into two, ve'anava, vatsedek. Betorecha noraot yeminecha. Let your right hand guide you along a wondrous path. So they say the vetorecha word, which I'm having trouble knowing what that word means here. Uh, they're saying that means to guide. Vitorecha. Yes. Oh, I like your word yore. Like the word Torah. Instruct. To teach, to instruct your awesome things. Okay, so, Sachakol, what does the Pasuk mean? Your splendor is that you press forward and ride on the words of truth and on humility and on justness. And your right hand guides you in wondrous ways. If you're the king, you have to be an example to the world. The yeah, exactly. And, and that's what the Pasuk is describing. Yes, yes. Very good. Now, besides for being an example of righteousness... He's also tough and yes. could defend his people against the enemy. So, your arrows are sharp. Nations fall before you. In the heart of the enemies of the king goes probably the arrow. You have to fill in the blank. Okay? In the heart of the enemy of the king, your arrows are sharp, piercing the hearts of the king's enemies. Nations fall before you. So, what's interesting is we had, Pasuk 4 was... Gird your sword on your, uh, on your thigh. And then Pasuk 5 talks about his greatness in terms of justice and his humility. And then Pasuk 6 again, again you go back, go to, back military, to military, military, right? So you have those two things. They're and now... They're playing along. They're walking together. Yeah, they're walking. They seem to be uh, mixed. Your seat, O master... Oh, here, here he's saying, Kisacha Elohim, Elohim here is Shem Hashem. Kisacha Elohim Olam Ba'et. Oh, that's interesting. Now he's going, but now he's going to. Now he's turning to God. I don't know about that. Yeah, it suddenly happened. Here he's saying, Your throne is the throne of God. That's a different one. Meaning, you're following in the way of God, and therefore your throne is 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 God's throne forever. Shevet Mishor, Shevet Machutecha, your staff. Is a staff of straightness, as a straight of uh, the stra- the staff of your kingdom is a staff of straightness and justice. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow in the middle of this mismore. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.